Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What's up? It's Lip Service. I'm Angela Yee. I'm Gigi McGuire. I'm Laura Mora. And I'm humble, the poet. There you go. (laughs) Well, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. And you know, the women are very excited about your book because we got questions. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Hopefully I got answers. (laughs) You think this was like the most personal book for you to have written? 1000%. I think as I got older, I'm starting to realize that all the walls that you build as a guy to like protect yourself is not a fortress. It's a prison. And for me now, it's like every book I write is just trying to get rid of that. And it's like, it's therapeutic and it's so inconvenient at the same time because you get yourself more and more sensitive and it makes it more difficult like on a day-to-day basis. But definitely, I let it all, I let it all out in this book. Ooh, well, listen, um, how to be loved and then how to be loved, I guess, in yeah. uh, parentheses. And the way you start the book off, even just talking about like breakups, right? And realizing that like, Cause I think everybody here is like going through something. <laughs> I'm fresh off a recent breakup mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right now, and then yeah. I'm lost in the sauce. That's we all are. That's a good way to put it. Because I thought she was dating, and, and, and they, weren't, they weren't dating. It's just yeah, situationship. That's but it, leave it up to the next person. It, it, I don't even know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll talk more about it. Wait, so is that situation over? Like, is it? No more? Yeah, it's over. Um, And that's how you came to the realization that 
in fact, it wasn't what you thought it was? I mean, because so when we first started I can't even hanging say dating because I don't know whatever it was, but it was like spending time with each other, spending like dinner and taking somebody energy. out. It's dating, yeah, right? it's spending dating. time, okay. spending, you know, sharing energy. Like that's dating, sharing energy, <laughs> talking to each other, getting to know each other. Everything that uh, it was was a definition of dating to me. Yeah. Apparently, to him, that was just ha- friends enjoying each other's time, having a good time, which makes no sense. But you know, of course, when we first the first couple of, okay, to me it was dates, dates. It was more like you look. I'm in a space right now where I'm not looking for a relationship. She said that. You said that. We both share okay, that okay. with each other. I was like, mm-hmm. I, at this present time, I, like I'm not looking for a relationship. I'm not going on these dates with you. Like this is the man that I'm gonna be with. This is who I'm gonna be in a relationship. But I do want to get to know you. You know, getting to know each other um, because I have a lot of things going on. So my priority right now is not a relationship, right? Mm. And he felt the same. And way. he thought the same way at because he and his reasoning was because he had just got out of relationship two weeks prior to inviting me uh, out. So I understood that, I, you know, but dating to me is not a relationship. Dating is getting to know each other. And after a certain amount of time, it's like, okay, after getting to know each other for a couple of months, okay, is this something I would want or if this is someone? And then from there you go. So you hit him with the, what are we? No, like I was just going with the flow organically, but it was more like the energy was there and he's taking me out every Every week, at least two to three times a week, we're going to dinner. We're spending time together. We're getting to know each other. We traveled out the country country together. Mm -hmm. And even that out the country was, everybody was like, is that your husband? Like, you get what I'm saying? It was energy. And I was getting the same energy that I was given. And I was actually more, because I was very conscious about not giving too much. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm going to give what I receive. Well, what do you think overgive. about that? Giving what you receive instead of doing maybe what's in your heart to really do. Because sometimes yeah. we do want to do a whole lot more than what we're showing, but we're trying to protect ourselves. So, and because he came out and said, I don't want to be in a relationship. I just got out of one. And you were like, okay, I'm with that. You right. know, I I, let's like just go with the flow. Where you guys were, it kind of defined that there was a dead end from the beginning. Well, well, not really because it was open. You get what I'm saying? I wasn't, even when in he invited mind, me. But no, clearly not in his. Well, so this was a four and a half. This was the beginning. Time span of- right. After this, it's been four and a half. And Weeks. literally that four four and a half months, months. Okay. was literally constantly every time, constantly every week we were out. He would write down while we going out and we're speaking, getting to know each other. Things that I told him the next week, whatever restaurant we went to had to do with something that I told him the week before. So he was attentive. So what do you think about this, Hamo, so far analyzing? I mean, it goes back to what I said in terms of like you guys talking about you want to give more but you're protecting yourself but you you don't end up protecting yourself when you protect yourself that's the point so what was happening there was like you should be able to be whoever you want to be in a situation and not worry about how it plays out but at the same time instead of having expectations of the other person set standards for yourself so you're like this is my standards this is what is required for me to invest in a person and the moment it's not it's clear that that person's not living up to those standards, you got to move on. But he was living up to those standards. This is what I'm saying, without trying to. So it was like kind of organically, we got closer and closer and spent more time in the conversations, like the deep conversations. And we was very clear on those things. And what got me is not even that. Like, I don't mind like at the end when, how it kind of went, it was like- How did it go? Yeah, like how did it go So how it ended, exactly. Every, communicating every day. If I didn't text or anything, it's like, hey, are you okay? And vice versa. But how it was ended is what kind of really- got to me it was kind of like well you know i already told you that that's not what i was looking for and i'm like okay and that's why i was okay with doing what we're doing because that's not what i was looking for 
at that moment. But of course, that was four months ago where you was fresh out of a relationship. So when did it change for you? It didn't. What changed was we started talking. He's like, you know, I do see that you're enjoying, you know, you have feelings for me. I was like, I do, but I still understand and know that you're not ready for that right now. So whenever I'm ready and I feel like this is what I want and you're not giving me, I don't mind walking away. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? That I was fine with that. But when I asked, okay, what is it? Okay, so you're not ready for this. He was like, actually, it's just, I not. I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I don't see myself with you going further. I'm like, okay, that changed things. You know, I was like, okay, well, give me what is the reason I deserve, you know, after four months mm. of spending all this time, what is those reasonings? And one of the reasons was because I have a kid, I have a son, and he doesn't see that fit into his lifestyle. And I'm like, wait. You knew that from the beginning. If you would explain yeah. that to me mm. from the beginning, I would have never even wasted this time going out like it. it mm. You get what I'm saying? That's not no more because if I'm not good enough with, for you to be with you and to have build something eventually, whether organically or whatever, if I would have known from the beginning that I wasn't good enough for you because I have a kid, bro, I would have not even, we would have been platonic friends. Yeah. We would have been friends enjoying each other's time in a whole different way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I think it's fair to say, I don't want to be with somebody who has kids, but say it from the beginning. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It goes back to standards. Right. It goes back to like, this is what I can do, what I can't do. And I guess in, in the, in the frame of empowerment, the best thing to do is focus on what was in your control. Focusing on right. his control doesn't give you any power moving right. forward. And I think it goes back to like, you're like, I'm open to whatever. But it does sound like, as you keep talking about the amount of time that went on and the consistency, how that created expectations. And the conversations and the things that he shared, the things like, that Like, did you I say, shared. like, are we exclusive? Are we like... Because I wasn't, again, yeah. the exclusivity wasn't a problem. My problem was that that piece of information is a very important piece of information that should have been shared for So it was you 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 made it clear that we were building something. Right. Whether it's if it end up in just us being friends, because mm. you know, maybe I would have found somebody who's ready to be in a relationship. And I told him I was talking to other people yeah. too. To me, when you're dating someone, it's open. I'm single, you're single, and we're dating. Yeah. You know, or we but again to him, that wasn't dating. So my yeah. thing is, and like I said, okay, your definition of dating is different from mine. Yeah. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I, it, I had a clear understanding of all of that. But again, it was just getting to know if I would have known for the beginning that is that I had a kid. So you could sleep with me and you could have a good time with me, me being a mother. But you don't see it like the, you kind of, you, you know, it was false. His standards wasn't clear yeah. from the beginning. If it was clear, I, my standards were clear from the beginning. Let me I ask you this, though, Laura. Do you think you were honest when you were telling him you didn't want a relationship? Um, I was because I feel like right now I still have some personal things within myself that I need to get to to be able to be in a healthy relationship. I mm -hmm. think, yeah. you know, that's why I'm in therapy. You get what I'm saying? I have a lot of financially, and I, I am a mother. Like I, and not just finance, because love is love. It doesn't matter financial status, none of that. But I, within myself, like I have things within myself, some certain things that I want to accomplish within myself before I can be with someone. Some mm. things that I'm, I, I I feel like I need to improve within myself. You want to yeah. fill your cup Self-love. I, yeah. I want full 100% understanding so of self-love. So at the end of this four and a half months of you guys hanging out, if he was to come to you at this point and say, okay, I think that I see things in you that I want to pursue and I think that we should move forward and actually date or create a relationship, you would have turned him down? Date, yeah. Because his thing, dating to him. But you thought y'all are already dating. Right, but no, because we spoke so about his dating. Standards of dating. This is no, so we spoke about the whole dating thing, mm -hmm. and that's when I realized, okay, your definition. I was like, well, my definition of date is 
of this and this is his that. I was like, okay. He was like, we're just hanging out. He didn't want to give it a right. label of exactly. those. Exactly. But if he wanted and to move really forward. And that's really like an excuse. To, exactly. That's like an out. So that you would have moved forward if he wanted to move forward. Slowly, yeah. I would have because he's a, he's a, but then again, I'm saying he was a great guy, but now that he did this, I'm like, okay, well, mm. you can't be that great of a guy. Yeah, I think sometimes <laughs> what know? guys do, and I feel like this is like the empathetic definition of a fuckboy. Okay? <laughs> a definition of fuckboy with empathy and take it as as you want. Guys spend so much time trying to win a girl over when they initially meet that they don't take any time to figure out if the girl is good for them. So they spend all the, if I'm trying, if I'm on a date with you, I'm just trying to get over your wall mm -hmm. and win you over. And the truth is you make it hard by bu building that wall. But once I get over that wall, it gets a lot easier for me and a lot harder for you. Mm -hmm. And then that's when I start to look at you as a human being instead of the prize. And now I try to figure out if we're compatible or not. Mm -hmm. And then by then you might be a lot more hooked. And then for the guys, they don't realize they're doing it. And what they need to do is on day one, on date one, instead of trying to win you over and make you like them, figure out if you're a good fit for them. And I'm wondering. Right, because why even waste the time if yeah. it's not the fit yeah. anyway? Yeah, Prime and it's example. like when I meet a person and I go on a date, it's not like, it was like, I'm not looking nothing for, like, yeah, you don't know me. I don't know you. I don't expect you to. Yeah. Right you get away. what I'm saying? That's why we. But that's the dynamic because women select. Ex women, mm -hmm. men, men get chosen, women choose. Mm. So men spend so much time trying to get chosen, but then they have to choose amongst the women that choose them. Mm. And you believe in soulmates, right? I believe soulmates can exist, yeah. I don't <laughs> believe they necessarily should be together, like the soul partners, soul friendships, all of that. True. So I think there's people that you vibe with and you gel with on a magical level that doesn't necessarily mean you guys should be co-parents, mm -hmm. sharing a mortgage, doing all that type of stuff together. Mm -hmm. So I think you can create healthy relationships with them. I think I have like a, maybe from like 10 years ago, an ex who probably is a soulmate, but I'm not trying to have her in my life every day. A good phone call once every, once or twice a year. It's, it's good enough for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your breakup. Mm. <laughs> and, you know, because I think some people stay in relationships too long. Yeah. You know, sometimes you feel bad because you don't want to hurt the other person's feelings because you do care and you can love somebody, but know that this is not what it's meant to be. Yeah. So let, can we talk about your situation? Yeah, I was with somebody who's, who's amazing and like didn't have a, petty bone in their body, always had my back, super loyal. Um, but they were, in terms of where I was headed in my life, especially as an artist, and especially as like a child of an immigrant whose parents had specific expectations, um, I think she was a lot more traditional in that context. And she kind of romanticized uh, doing what your parents expect from you. And I'm more of the artist, which is like, learn the rules only to break them. So there was this kind of this tug of war going back and forth with that. And during that time, it was just a lot of anxiety. I didn't know what it was. And her way of dealing with it was pushing forward. Like, let's let's get more official. Well, let's make things more secure. That's how things will get better. And for me, it was like, no, I need to feel better about it. And then it took me like a year of therapy to figure out what it really was. And it was that it was a version of me that had to exist in that relationship that I wasn't happy with. Who I had to be to stay in that relationship wasn't somebody I wanted to be. Because each of us know who we can really be mm -hmm. and what our real potential is. And, you know, instead of falling in love with somebody else's potential, we need to fall in love with our own potential. And I wasn't living up to my potential in any way, shape, or form. So and I, she I proposed to, to you, too. How did you feel when that happened? That was, it was... It, it caught me off guard. I didn't know it was real when she did it. She didn't, <laughs> wow. She didn't, yeah. No, she didn't have a ring or anything. Uh -huh. We were in Trinidad. You're like, then, where is my ring? <laughs> well, it's not, it was just, yeah, like we were, 
we were in Trinidad and and a bunch of friends were there. We were there for the carnival, and then you know at the end of carnival, like the last day, everybody just gets on a boat and just one part they want parties. So we're there, and I've been to Trinidad five years in a row. It's all pre pandemic stuff. And then she was like, oh, I want to go see that beach, which we've seen before. So for me, it was like I had no idea why she wanted to do it. So I'm like focused on like not stabbing my feet wherever we were walking on the beach. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on the knee and I, I thought she fell. <laughs> and she said, I, and then she goes, I got you a necklace, but it didn't arrive on time. So mm-hmm. she had nothing in her hands. Mm-hmm. And she goes, and listen, I don't want you, this to stress you out, but I do think that we should make this official. And then when I looked, I saw all my friends with their cameras. <gasps> Then I knew it was official. Look at Gigi's Yeah. But it, the, the, the ironic thing was I was already, like I had already. To her? Yeah. I was, because she wanted, she was talking about uh, a specific type of diamond she liked. Mm-hmm. And I had found somebody who had just gotten married with that, di- I think black diamond. So I was asking him and learning about it. And then she was living in New York. So then the other thing I was trying to do, and I'm revealing all this and I hope you don't see this. But there was these <laughs> kids that we'd always see on the J train dancing right and we'd always see them i want to get them involved and do the proposal on the train so So i had this i had this kind of romantic idea planned out and it would have been a couple of months later Mm -hmm. yeah but that she just kind of hit me caught me what was your reaction to her on her knee like what was in your head right i said you know it was yes everything was was great and fine it was like complete shock but like it was caught off guard told their families everything everything was fine at that point Mm -hmm. yeah like me diving into the book was after that right did you get your necklace no <laughs> i did no sorry i did i did get the necklace and again it wasn't like a piece of jewelry it was right. like a i think it was like her father's i think it was like a a, a tiger tooth and a necklace that her father had growing up mm-hmm. so she was giving me that okay yeah because she knew i wasn't responsible enough for jewelry tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it conair girl bomb gives you smooth flawless results while putting you firmly in control from achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence conair girl bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game whether it's creating a hype playlist hey throwing yourself into a hobby or scheduling some me time self-care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered it's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level you can trust conair girl bomb to get the job done right conair girl bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease designed with women in mind these tools boost the sassy girl bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools no more compromising so to all you incredible women out there treat yourself to a little conair girl bomb magic don't settle for anything less than perfection elevate your grooming game with conair girl bomb available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you the wait is over the shy is back on paramount plus and the stakes have never been higher everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the showtime original series from emmy winner lena waith battle lines will be drawn alliances will shift and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. 
This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. And then after that, do you just completely cut ties with the person because you know it's going to hurt them too much to still like speak to you and stay in contact? So... I mean, we probably had, like, no contact for, like, three months. Mm-hmm. And then she hit me up on something. Like, I'm over it now. We can be best friends. And mm-hmm. then um, it definitely wasn't true. But then we had that. Then we had a friendship for about six months, just platonic, see each other maybe once every other month type situation. Um, and then I think that brought up more drama. So it's been about two and a half years since the breakup. And um, after that, probably maybe six months ago is when we no finally contact. got to, like, a, okay, no hard feelings. I still consider you a family member. You consider me a family member. Hit me up if you need money. Hit me up if you need a place to hide. Hit me up if you need help that nobody else can help you with. Got you. If you have a bad day, don't call me. That's not who I am. I'm I'm, I'm your emergency your yeah, person yeah. and vice versa. Yeah, that's it. So that's where we're at in terms of good stuff. Mm. What did like, she think about the book? She won't read it. Ooh, yeah, it's painful. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I, had, I had seen her. She had been in L.A. and I would seen her. And then I said, I go, oh, I have like a draft in, in, in the car if you want to see it. She goes, oh, I already decided I'm not going to read it. But I have another ex in there who just messaged me who read it. She goes, I only read my parts. They were yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, I love she approved. <laughs> uh-huh. She approved. I think she approved. She literally said, I bought the book. I read my parts and then put it away. Now, when it comes to loving the book, you said you can't avoid getting hurt. Yeah. Right. So let's expand wow. on that a little bit. <laughs> wow. Because yeah. it is a risk anytime that you do that. And there's going to be things that are going to hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be open to knowing that's going to happen. And that's part of the journey. Mm-hmm. Right. So you think love has to hurt? I think life has to hurt. I mm-hmm. think you don't learn any other way. Like you're having a good day. You don't learn. Like no. you need pain. So I think it's just about looking at pain from a different perspective. And I think um, the recipe for love is vulnerability. You put yourself out there by default, it's going to hurt on some capacity. So I think the challenges that we have is trying to avoid the pain. You know, I think, and even with mental health, like avoiding anxiety is what creates mental health issues. It's not anxiety. It's trying to suppress the anxiety. Mm -hmm. So suppressing pain is the reason we're even more uncomfortable. Avoiding a fight is the reason the fight gets worse. (laughs) Right? So it's like actually (laughs) lean into this stuff. Just get get through it. Get through it or just, or look forward to it. Like Mm -hmm. set yourself up in a situation where you can do it. If you're going to have a disagreement, set up a time and and make that happen. And also, yeah, you're going to put yourself out there and understand that like, if I ask somebody else, ask somebody for their phone number and they say no, that's their story, not mine. Mm-hmm. And that's no different than somebody coming to my front door trying to sell me a dishwasher. And I'm saying, I don't want a dishwasher. I don't need it. That has nothing to do with them. It's not, it has no impact on their value. 
And it's the same thing. If I reach out to somebody or if I'm with somebody or I dated somebody for a couple of years and they decide they don't want to be with me no more, that's really their story, not mine. Mm-hmm. And I think reframing that and really understanding that, yeah. because we don't do that when it's the other way around, because we know that. We don't want to be with somebody. It really is our story. It's less about them. It's about either they scratch an itch that we want scratched or we think that needs to get scratched or not. So I think for me, it's like, don't avoid pain. If anything, seek pain. If you seek pain voluntarily, like when you work out in the gym, mm-hmm. you are voluntarily no making pain, yourself, no gain, baby. No right? pain, no gain. No weakness. Yeah. Pain is weakness leaving your body. Exactly. <laughs> and if you voluntarily do it, then when life comes your way, you're better prepared for it. Yes. Right. So that's the best way to do it, even with love. And when it comes to arguments, too, I always feel like, yes, you're going to get in arguments, but you have to figure out how to effectively argue mm-hmm. yeah. with each other. What's your argument style? Currently, my argument style, I just pop off and it sucks. But, <laughs> I'm a work in progress, guys. Yeah, no. It, and, and, and recently, especially like being in LA, like what I realized was like, I'm like, okay, I pop off too much. Then I, oh, I went over the other way, like became docile. And then like, you know, certain women who, who don't know the difference between aggressive and assertive mm-hmm. take that as weakness mm-hmm. because you're not saying nothing. So like they're popping off at you and you're staying quiet. And then, you know, and then they start to interpret that as a certain thing. And then you're like, then you pop off and then they look at that as a different thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think if you're in a partnership with somebody, you got to look at it as you and your partner versus the problem. Right. Not you versus your partner. And it's got to be like, okay, we currently have a problem. Mm-hmm. Let's work on this together. To figure out this Yeah. Problem. And maybe right. we need a half an hour break to get our mind right before we approach this. But we need to approach it like that, not with emotion. And then keep the problem at the size of the problem. If you guys are arguing over dishes... Keep it at the dishes <laughs> right. instead of bringing in. Well, last week you came things. home. Like, right. Yeah, but that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. And it's because, Everything that yeah. was bad, mm-hmm. you bring up, and you're like, "Why didn't you tell me at the time?" Because right. that's another yeah. thing too. Like Resentment. sometimes you let what you're mad about, you be like tallying it up, mm-hmm. so that later on when something happened, you bring it all up. You keep, yeah. you're keeping <laughs> score. You keep in score, yeah. and then you lose because this is you and your partner. Later. Yeah, I do agree with that. Like I must say, like it was painful, you know, to hear that. I wasn't up to the standard of what he would consider someone who fits his lifestyle and compatible with him because of that. But after like while going through the process and just the hurt and just, you know, and at that moment, it's funny how it happened because she was out of town. Like I had, you know, I spoke, but I didn't really have, so I had to deal with it and cry and talk to God. And again, it's nothing like, oh, I was in love. It's just like, how is it that from in these four months, God, what was the message? What was this person in my life for? Obviously, it wasn't for him to be my husband. What, what, you know, it was like, okay, you're in pain, but what did you learn? And I learned, honestly, how I want to be treated by yeah. a man because that was part of the things that I love. I, I didn't love him. I'm not going to say I loved him, but I was in love with how he made me feel at the moment that I was with him, the times that I shared with him, the support, the encouragement he gave, you know, the advice, some things like, it's like he saw me. So it was kind of like, okay, I haven't been treated like this. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Even going out the country together, the things that I experienced, it was something I never experienced before. So it's like, I'm in pain, but then I remembered, okay, I like this. I like, so I extracted the good things of that. And what I did learn is like, okay, so now moving forward, from the jump, standards. Do you have a problem? <laughs> or do you ever see yourself with a person who has a child? Like that, that's what I learned from it. Moving yeah. forward, this is what I'm gonna do. 
You know Make what I'm sure saying? You get that out and the he way. has so, no kids. I think sometimes yeah. guys who have kids like to be with women who have kids. Right. Also, I've heard that a lot yeah. because they can see like how nurturing that right. you are with your children, yeah. and then they feel more comfortable with you being, you, you yeah. know. And it was Do a you, shock for me because m- mostly the guys that I attract, and I said that, I, and it's funny because my friend, one of my friends I was talking to about it, she's like, you was just saying like, yo, I do not, I attract ki- men without kids. Like most of the men that I attract don't have kids. And in my mind, it was always like, you know, trauma and just from being a teen mom, that's something that, and it was triggering for me. Because from when I was 16 and I had a kid, my family said I wasn't going to be shit. You know, you're not going to um, graduate from high school. Nobody's going to want you. My brother telling me, oh, you ain't never going to find. So, it, it, I, and that's what I was just trying to get him to understand. Like, I, it was probably not your intention to cause this. But the fact that I'm telling you it pains and I'm explaining to you that pain, you're not acknowledging and saying, you know, you're not taking back like, okay, I see it. That was the part. It wasn't him not because, listen... He lost someone who would have been supportive, loving, like, I am the total package. You're going to be, I am. Yeah. And I know that. And I know my worth. But it was just so frustrated. And I was like, damn, I just All my friends be like, what's up with Laura? Did you feel like your time was wasted? That's how. And not. But you did learn your standards. I learned my standards. So I'm looking at it as, as, again, I'm deciding to extract what. God put people in your life sometimes for a reason, for a reason and a purpose, See, and mm-hmm. for and it's just looking at whatever the blessing was for that. Yeah, and God because, was in four years, right? <laughs> like right. I don't mm-hmm. think I still don't think he's a terrible guy. Whatever woman he he decides to be with, uh, the person that because he was dating, you know, he somebody was more compatible, a fit into his lifestyle. Mm-hmm. The way he treated me in that moment, and to him, that wasn't even... I could imagine how amazing he's going to be with that woman. To the woman right. that he really... Well, how much do you saying. think he should... It was necessary for him to say it's because you're a mom. No, I, I think... I mean, I'm He trying, didn't want to tell me. I said, just give me that because my mind... You yeah, know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, I've, like, I mean, as a, as, a, as a guy, I've been told that story both ways. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, if you find a woman with a child... They got their shit together and they have priorities and they know how to handle stuff and shit hits the fan, you know you can lean back on them. But I've also heard mm-hmm. stay away from women with kids because there's also a whole other dude that may or may not be in the situation <laughs> mm-hmm. that you may have to deal with in certain capacity. Like I have a friend right now who's been married for five years to a woman who has a child. The child now he's 15, 16. And my friend enthusiastically is doing the paperwork to adopt to make it legal, to do all of those things, treats every single night if he's not home, still calls his ki- calls his new son. And you can see that that's a fit for him. And I, and I got a cousin who's also married somebody with a kid and it works out despite families having opinions and all that. And right. I think it's more, that should have been on his standards list from day one. Right, right. shouldn't even done that. Because yeah. I know this for me, like saying. dating a guy with kids it, yeah. is tough. Yeah. Yeah. This is you know, depending on how old the kids are. Because like, you're thinking the same way. Like, right. I don't want to have to deal with your baby mama. Right, and then my kids, mind you, 21 and 11. That's why it was a little, you know, but that's exactly what I meant. Like, you said you that the standards were not clear from the beginning. And that's what's that got to be for you. The only way you, you can effectively do that is communicate yours. Be like, mm-hmm. I have a child. You got to let me know. Maybe in, maybe in his head, he's like, okay, I've never had that experience. Let me try it out. Mm-hmm. And if we gel right. well enough, I'll be able to deal with it. And especially if you're talking about you have, you have one of your children is an adult. That's not, that shouldn't even be a factor. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah so But it does him. sound like at the end of the day, he, he was a teacher. Like you say, God. This is what I'm saying. Funny. So yeah. I'm not upset I feel like him. he's going to come back too. You know, guys always try to come Oh, they back. always come back. Standards, protect the standards. And it was like, oh, let's be friends. I'm like, how could I be? But I, I need my time. Later. Maybe you know, later, later on, on, I know. But again, 
Yeah, I'm happy. I'm I'm now. <laughs> but them first couple of days, it was just so confusing. <laughs> and look, like, yeah. and that's why you got to embrace the hurt, too. Yeah. Sometimes you got to allow yourself mm-hmm. to cry. You got to sit in it. Yeah. And yeah. I love how you brought up God, too. I have, I have a chapter in the book that talks about the importance of prayer, even if you're not religious, because prayer teaches you uh, to learn about yourself, what you genuinely want mm-hmm. and what you're genuinely grateful, grateful for. Because yeah. those aren't things you'll tell other people, what you actually want in your life and what you're actually grateful for. And you get that through prayer. And that's yeah. a great way to develop a stronger relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, since this is lip service, mm-hmm. let's talk about sex a little bit and yes. sex life when it comes to being love loved. So you said sex, your sex life should get better, yeah. right, as the relationship progresses. But I've heard a lot of situations where people stop having sex, you know, where maybe like the spark is gone. And I've heard this so many different times from people. Like it just started going downhill. At first we were having sex all the time. And then as everything, life happened and, you know, you have kids or you have responsibilities or maybe it's just not like that honeymoon phase. And that starts to fade a little. And so, and sometimes people say it feels like a chore, you know, oh, wow. who knows what it is. So can you talk a little bit about the importance of sex when it comes to love? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a level of intimacy. And the thing is, that should evolve because, you know, I think in the beginning, you're first dating somebody, you're having sex. It's almost performative. You almost kind of, you're having sex with them because you want them to like you and you do it in a certain way. But you're, you may not even be having some selfish sex to like get you, to get yourself off. But when you're in a marriage, you know, and you've seen each other at your best and at your worst and everything else, now there's this deeper level of intimacy and vulnerability that can get explored. And I think those conversations have to happen. The idea of it being a chore, yeah, it is. All the important things in life are chores. It's a blow job. Yeah, <laughs> blow job. <laughs> But I'm But it's just like brushing your teeth. It's just like taking a shower. It's a chore, right? And I think from that situation, you're right. <laughs> I, no, I saw an intern that, uh, sorry, I saw a, a comedian that talked about, she's like, uh, I don't do blowjobs, I do blow internships. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I thought it was so funny from that side. But you gotta, you gotta recognize that like this is, this is a language of like communicating with each other. And I think the longer you're with somebody, the more comfortable you are, you'll be able to have conversations as to like, why it's not exciting anymore or what new things can be done. I think like Jordan Peterson had a really cool idea of like cheat on your partner with your partner. And it's like mm-hmm. half the reason you're not having crazy wild sex at home is because you got to clean up after. Like <laughs> go to a hotel, wear completely different clothes, different makeup, mm-hmm. different everything. Trash the spot. Do it and then leave. Yeah, that ain't your on problem. That hotel yeah. bed. You ain't got and you ain't got no kids. Season. You ain't got none. You got all of that. Anything Make like all that. The you want. Let them come yeah. Because you're chasing a feeling. You're not chasing yeah. a, a new. It's not always about a new person. It's about a mystery. It's about something like mm-hmm. that. And you know, Florian idea of the conversion. The idea that like their joy brings you joy. Figuring all that out when it comes mm-hmm. to like non-traditional setups and situations. But I think it's more about that. And I love like what Tom and Lisa Bill you said. They, their rule is no one is shamed for asking for sex. No one is shamed for denying sex. Right. Okay. And yeah. I think it's just again, it's a lot of, and a lot of us are carrying stuff from our childhood around sex in terms of like shame, guilt, religious beliefs, and all of that. And I think that doesn't ever get addressed in a relationship as well. You got to have that conversation because this is an opportunity for you guys to be like super intimate with each other and vulnerable. And the more vulnerable you are with anybody, romantic or not, the deeper your connection is going to be. I feel like people be so like scared to talk about sex. Even yeah. having this podcast, people be mad about like questions yes. that the oh I can't believe you at like oh my god that? the whole point is so conversation with us for the gorilla um, f- no um, for um King Kong oh episode. yeah yes. they're still in my comments like why would y'all talk to them about that he's a grown man man yeah. <laughs> like, part of it is also like 
letting people understand that whatever you do is nothing like strange or mm-hmm. weird about mm-hmm. what two consenting yeah. people decide right. to do in the bedroom, yeah. Yeah. right? Now, what is the balance between, let's just say one person wants to experiment with something the other person doesn't, like how do you make that compromise? Because I know it's a hard no if one person's not you know, mm-hmm. comfortable, but what about being open to exploring even something that maybe you hadn't considered before? Because a lot of us do have these ideas of this is taboo or I shouldn't be doing this that comes from you know, our childhood, our mm-hmm. culture, society. Yeah, I think a lot of it goes back down to the feeling. So it's like if I say I want to do this, is it because I saw it in a porn or one of my friends is bragging about it? And you have this idea, but there's a feeling associated with it. Maybe the feeling is power. Maybe the feeling is dominance or being dominated whatever the feeling is and i think it's about having that conversation being like well why do you want to do this how am i going to feel safe in this and you got to have that kind of unsexy boring conversation around sex Mm -hmm. and i think those unsexy conversations are the way that people are going to feel comfortable enough to be who they want to be and then as i said like have it to the point where it's like well okay if we can't do it here what other options exist you know, is there an compromise. option to compromise? Yeah. Can we go out to some foreign country and find some a worker out there? Well, like, what could it be? But you have it in conversation. <laughs> Listen, you somebody, whatever you gotta yeah. do. Yes. And I think, by the end of the day, it's about having an open conversation. And right. I think when you don't have the open conversations, you get the resentment. When you get into resentment, you're falling down a pit, mm-hmm. and that's going to impact the love and the quality of your mm-hmm. relationship. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, hey, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boost the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility Dads appreciate. 
Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. What are your thoughts about open relationships for you personally? For me personally, I haven't met a couple in their 70s in an open relationship. I, met, <laughs> I feel like just just anecdotally, you know, uh, I have a friend, Arby Marcus, who was like one of the most famous guys in a polyamorous relationship. He had like five girls, all public, had them all on Instagram. They also had other partners. He would hang out with their other partners. And for him, it was like this mega spiritual experience. Mm. And he's like, it was an ego killer to hang out with the other guy having sex with your girl. Like it's an ego killer for him. Mm. And he would do it. But then... You know, he had this going on for maybe three, four years, and then he broke up with everybody, met someone new, and got married. Oh, wow. Wow. So he got hung in there. and he moved on to what he really wanted. So now he's in a monogamous <laughs> relationship with one person, <laughs> and I think it's interesting. And then he talks about the polyamory as being an important step in all of that. And um, I think there's an interesting side to it. I think what it is is really recognizing that we all come from communities and heritages where, like, a 500 years ago, we would have been in small villages mm. and we were a part of the village. The village raised our kids, but the village also kind of gave us all of our needs. And then, then you come out here, you marry one person, you guys live in your little apartment in a city, like kind of in the shelf, bubble. in your bubble. And it's you and them versus the world. Yeah. And it's you and them for everything. That person's got to be there to split the bills with you, take care of the Ain't kids. No all all mm-hmm. that. They're your village. <laughs> and I think mm-hmm. acknowledging that they can't be your village. Mm-hmm. And I like what Esther Perel said, where she's like, monogamy used to be one person for life. Now it's one person at a time. At a time. So now it's <laughs> like the definition of it's all changing. So it's like, obviously, <laughs> as a guy, having as many women sounds super appealing and, and to me. But I can also understand that like, outside of the sex side of it like these are real human beings with real Mm -hmm. needs and they need attention and all of that um and it goes back to what you were saying about it's really about feeling seen Mm. if one person helps you feel seen Mm -hmm. then you can have that and um so i think you know by all means try it just keep the communication open and as i said i don't know too many people that lasted very long but it's not for i tried it it lasts two and a half years two men two women Anything? Well, no, it was just a, not polyamory, just an open relationship. Open, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was fine with whatever was going on because, you know, I was like a little younger and just was kind of just, you know, living my life. Um, but we ended up breaking up because he got somebody pregnant and lied to me about it. Yeah. Secrets. Yeah. Secrets. Yeah. So it's Secrets like, ain't good. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have a kid. You know, I'm not going to get pregnant. I We both know that you are sleeping with other women. So why do I find out from mistakenly from your friend right. that you have this baby on the mm-hmm. way? And then when I confronted him about it, he still continued to lie. Like the like kid why? had a name. You know what I'm saying? Like you'd already named this kid and <laughs> you're building a nursery across the hall for this kid. You're cleaning out a room currently. Clearly it's going to be a nursery for this kid that's coming. And you still like lying to me about it. So that's what ended the relationship. Now, who knows how long it would have lasted? It would. It eventually would have ended anyway, right? Yeah. But um, it was an experience, and it's something that I can check off the list and say, "Well, try that." Um, don't think I would do it again. 
Yeah, because I just don't see it working out. Like you said, you don't know anybody that's in these 70s. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Right, I don't and see maybe it I'm working going out to the wrong places, long. but I just like, that's the big thing I know. I knew, I knew a girl who was in a, she wouldn't let me call it a throuple, but it was mm-hmm. like, it was two women and a man. Yeah, I also wanted to try that at one point. Yeah, I never yeah. got around You to were it, like, though. I want to get a girlfriend for us. Yeah. So they, they, they weren't, they weren't girlfriends. They they viewed it as like co-dating this guy. No, no, no. I wanted to have sex <laughs> yeah. with a co-parenting. girl that was having Literally, sex. Literally, co-parenting. And then they had some really interesting rules. One of the rules it was... very was... specific is what I wanted. I wanted us all to have sex. Oh, all of you guys to have sex. I wanted us to have sex. I wanted them to have sex. Okay. I wanted everybody to have sex. Yeah, this one, this one was like, they took turns dating. Okay. But I think what they were trying to do was view it like, okay... If he this, got us, he ain't got nobody. He don't have room for nobody else. That, but also like the the, the, the certain things he likes that I don't care about. Uh, that's for okay. you. The certain things. And, so and, I'm a swallow, and you can put it in her butt. Got it. But also, <laughs> I, I think also in terms of like concerts, museums, dinner, family. Mm-hmm. But one of the rules I thought they had that was really interesting was if he's mad at one, he doesn't get to see the other. Oh, oh wow, that's interesting. Yeah, like don't you mad you mad at her? Don't bring that. You're like gonna be laying around talking shit about me. <laughs> you, you can't. Yeah, you can't be bringing that aggression and deal with that. Deal with that. Yeah. And then come back over don't. Here. Don't. Hey, yeah. Let me tell you what Gigi did today. <laughs> that was a lot of work. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, and again, that didn't last either. So, well, let's talk about secrets in relationships, right? Because, like you said, it's more work to hide. More work to hide one. Yeah. To hide a secret. By the way, is that really beard implants? No, no, it's a joke. Okay, just making sure. No, it's all, I'm all sure? natural. Because I see a little patch. No. Okay. no. <laughs> <laughs> so have you guys ever had a secret in a relationship that really was like eating you up that was like really hard work for you to have to hide something from someone it's hard for me to hide stuff me too because it'll <laughs> eat me up inside and are all secrets bad all secrets aren't bad no no because sometimes it's kind of like omitting like you don't want to tell somebody something that you know is going to hurt their feelings or is going to make them feel a certain way mm-hmm. so instead you just hold it in i feel like if it i can't a secret. be open with you and i can't just tell you things then maybe you're not but you don't have to tell everybody everything either right mm-hmm. yeah yeah but yeah. you mean like in a relationship right but yeah. even that like if i have a secret and i'm dating somebody the, the damage is holding the secret i could tell a friend right as long as somebody else knows, knows about secret, it i know you know popularly they used to say that if you cheat and you don't get caught and you're probably not going to not to tell because that's really relieving yourself and hurting the other person right yeah so it's guilt so that is a secret though yeah so what are your thoughts on that then i think that guilt eats away i think what i've noticed you know just throughout my journey in in the entertainment space and whatever is when people do shady stuff that they 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 have to feel it i don't think anybody gets away with being shady in any capacity so even if it seems like they got away they don't like it's really impacting their peace and whether that shows to you or not so Mm -hmm. i think i i I get a sense of peace off of that if i come across somebody who's just not above board and it's just like okay you got to deal with that and i think for me even whenever i did even when I, i had a situation which was open and i was given permission to do as i please even then there was still guilt because you didn't know how to communicate mm-hmm. it. You didn't know how to say like, oh, I can't see you today because I lined something up. Like mm-hmm. you just didn't mm-hmm. know, right. right? And it was it still ate away. And I think that manifests in overly compromising and mm-hmm. being super nice to your partner or like he being, being snappy. too nice. You know, came home with some flowers. Yeah, <laughs> but it's true. I think there's a lot of that. And I, I got a couple of friends who, you know, they're not living right right now. Mm-hmm. And the way they justify it is by overly taking care of their family. Do you feel a responsibility when you have friends who aren't living right to no. speak to them about it? No. As Even I said, as a they're friend? feeling it. No, I feel like as an adult realizing that that's way more common than expected and... 
I also, this is anecdotal. This is not science. What I've noticed is the guys that I've grown up with who are not crossing the line, the only reason they're not crossing the line is because they have women with clear boundaries. Mm-hmm. It is very clear that they will lose everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the ones that cross the line probably have been caught and are still in their situation. Reckless. And I, yeah, and I have friends who are like public figures who behave, like completely behave. And I was like, how do you do it? They're like, because I have children and a wife and a house and it, I will never see it again. Right. I will lose it. And it's clear that they believe their partner when their partner mm-hmm. says that you cross that line, it's over. It goes back to boundaries and, mm-hmm. and, and standards. Put so, but yeah, down. put your foot down and mean it mm-hmm. and actually mean it. Yeah. What are some secrets that you've kept that you feel like, okay, this wasn't something that I did have to share? Um, In the past, obviously. Not. <laughs> I feel like I've kept secrets for other people. I've gone to like parties and seen Scenes people's partners not there. And yeah, and these aren't like my <laughs> close friends. And I've had to like realizing that, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of a, a, a currency to gossip, even with your partner. Like, oh, shit, look what I just saw. But knowing that like that's, that might make it go, mm-hmm. that might get it out yeah. there at some point, yeah. especially if we're not together. Mm-hmm. So I think that, that's been one. Um and then maybe just not doing the work to articulate my own needs mm-hmm. and figure out why I wanted something or not wanted something. I think those are probably the big ones. But I think the heavy, heavy secrets have let them all out, whatever they had to be. And you also mentioned porn earlier, yeah. right? And you do talk about porn in this book. Yeah. And so you think like a little bit of porn is okay, but too much can indicate an issue or you think no porn at all? So according to, uh, I have some therapist friends, I, I think... The good definition is for a male, if he can't masturbate without porn, then it's gone too far. So, like, somebody's mm-hmm. dealing with porn addiction. You're right. First... Oh, Anthony, Anthony just held up both hands. I thought he was about to masturbate. Like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> he did it 10 times in one day. <laughs> so, so, the recommendation to get off people out like, porn me. addiction is that. Yeah. She's like, can you, can you just masturbate without any visual stimulation? You know, so I think that there's a there's a, an example of that, and that's kind of like the sexual can't start my day without coffee type situation. <laughs> but I think, and again, to me, the idea is less about it's not a moral thing. I think it's just more about hypernormal. So it's just like humans, our world has evolved so much, but we as the actual creatures haven't. So like we're not even used to the amount of salt we eat. We're not used to half the mm-hmm. colors we see. You know, any color that doesn't exist in nature, and we're staring at it. That's why like the McDonald's logo is so prominent. These are very strong colors. So all of that impacts us and acts a stimulation that slowly kind of like kills a reward system. So porn is the same idea where like you have these women who are all dolled up. You don't see what they look like normally. And they are completely yes, 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 yes to whatever you want. And Chris Rock said it too. Because if you don't, if you don't think you have an addiction with porn, look how your porn preferences have changed over time. Hmm. It's not as, you know, what you were doing in year one isn't what you're looking at year three. It gets weirder and weirder and weirder. So I think there's something about that. Further down the rabbit hole. As I'm saying, these rabbit holes exist. So I think. You know what's funny? Like the porn I like to watch be like really like man and woman having sex, like things that it could have been like that I could do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -mm. I don't really like to watch really weird porn. Yeah. I want to see like fisting. See, I don't want to yeah, see no. that. I'd be like, Ugh. Yeah. like I don't want to see. But I like to watch like vanilla, vanilla porn. And, and even vanilla is so hyper realistic. And I can't watch the whole thing. Like <laughs> if I watch it and I get off, I'm ready. Okay, I can't keep watching it. I got to turn it off. Yeah, you got to turn it yeah, off. Yeah, I have to done. turn it off. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch more than probably like ten or yeah. fifteen minutes yeah, ever. I think that's for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think it's just that hyper normal side of it because even the vanilla stuff is still well lit. 
everyone's still done up like everything's yeah, still yeah. set up in that set so I, yeah so i think it's and for me it's more as i said and i put porn and disney movies in the same category they still create these expectations if you're not self-aware mm-hmm. and that's why i brought up like the ross no white in the seven dwarf sounds like a train <laughs> no what <laughs> come here sleepy how about you drowsy exactly so yeah so it's, it's not a moral thing for me it's just more like yo how how do all these stimulants impact us then because i remember like being super young and being this like this like young men's group and say like, how did you know you were a man and one dude said uh the first time i saw a hair on a woman's nipples <laughs> and he was like that's the first time i realized this is what real life is wow. and it's not because when no, you're 13 porn, 14 everything, all, is, like, yeah. everything mm-hmm. is like you're you know, never going to see hairy nipples on a woman in the porn yeah. <laughs> unless it's like unless it's a, you know yeah, yeah. Unless, yeah unless let me google that you go deep enough porn. down the rabbit hole <laughs> the gg rabbit hole yeah. <laughs> right you're ready you know i'm about to look it up you guys <laughs> yeah please <laughs> Now, let's talk about, um, you know, you also have a part of the book where you talk about putting yourself first versus being selfish and the difference between those two things. Because I think a lot of times, like we are taught that in a relationship, sometimes you put your own needs to the side to kind of cater to the other person to make things work. But sometimes we lose ourselves when we do that. So can you talk about the difference between putting yourself first and also not being selfish? Yeah. So the way I put it is it's it's not selfish to put yourself first. It's selfish to expect other people to put you first. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, what we need to realize is we're not we're of no value to other people if our cup isn't full. So what we have to do is we have to make sure that we're in a good situation to be of value to anybody else. Make sure our cup is full. Make sure our needs are met. Understand that as adults specifically, we can meet way more of our needs than, you know, maybe when we were kids. So when we discover that certain needs weren't met growing up, my parents Mm -hmm. didn't do this for me, so-and-so didn't teach me that, we can be that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when we do that for ourselves, now we have an abundance of love, uh, respect everything that we can share out with the world. And I was watching a Kevin Gates clip where he's talking about like, make yourself happy and that will make other people's happy much more than trying to make everybody else happy. Can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like when they say if um, the plane, there's no oxygen, you got to put yeah. your mask put on, your first, mask on or first or you can't yeah. help anybody be passed yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, that requires you to let go of these ideas of like, my partner is my better half. Like, mm-hmm. there is no half of a person. You are a complete person. Yeah. They're a complete person. You know what's crazy? I remember having this conversation... <laughs> Uh, at my former job but um you know I was saying how you know from me being the one in the room that like wasn't married but I feel like it's really important to be there's nothing wrong with being independent but like you choose to be dependent on your partner for certain things because you're vulnerable enough to allow that but to also know that I don't have to have it but it's nice to know that you can provide this for me and they're like no we depended on each other and i'm like no i feel like you have to be a whole independent human being to be in a successful Mm -hmm. relationship you you should view yourself as a pillar i'm a pillar and if i find another pillar now we can hold something up together and whether that be a family or whatever you're building Mm -hmm. beyond yourself and it is that interdependence versus codependence codependence is like you and your dog your dog, like, I need you. I need to see where you are. I need to follow you everywhere. And interdependent is your cat. Your cat's like, yeah. I'm going to hit you up when I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, leave me alone. Yeah. And healthy human relationships should be interdependent. Mm-hmm. I am my own person. You are your own person. Uh, I can lean on you for some mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And that gives me strength to be my own self. So it's like a baby will be more social knowing his parents in the room. Mm-hmm. versus you leave them and you, and you and you take off and then they, they get a little bit nervous so it's like in an interdependent relationship is what we should have it isn't i'll die without you i need you 
It's knowing that you have my back lets me become more of an independent person. Mm-hmm. And now you and me as two independent people can hold up way more and yes. build something way beyond ourselves. Because nothing strong can be built on a weak foundation. Exactly. Because one thing we've all learned, I would say, is that sometimes guys really want you to be dependent on them. Yes. Right. (laughs) It's so funny, brother. I have a friend that is recently single and he he is uh, he's fun employed because he just sold a company. So he's single, fun employed and very wealthy. And he was talking about that idea of, you know, realizing that some women are completely independent and they want to split the bill and do all this stuff. But then some women are used to being being taken care of, used to being like, oh, we have a day. Call me my Uber. Let's do this, do that. And he's trying to figure out what what was turning him on. And I was like, I think for, for, for a lot of us who grew up in, in specific households is having a woman with their own opinion and their own finances, you know, and then recognizing that it's challenging for women because the more opinions and the more finances you have, the smaller your dating pool is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Because those things reward a man. Those things don't reward a woman. So for me, like if I'm competing to win a woman over and the signals that are being sent to me are, Go to the gym and make more money. Whether I win the woman or not, I win having that. With women, it's you still want a man. And maybe you maybe you don't care, but I think women still want a man that earns equal or above in that capacity. So now, the more you earn, the less men are in that pool. Mm-hmm, right. You know. So I think that 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 reduces it for you. So it's like that's where you start to get this idea of like are you know. And then I think the benefit for women is that teaches them to have a more holistic life. So for me, it teaches me that like I can maintain a level of l- low frequency attractiveness by just staying uh, healthy and rich, you know. And then I think for women, it's like, look, instead of us chasing just a hot body and a lot of money, we need to create a whole life, and we need to focus on family. We need to focus on uh, mental health. We need to focus on all of these things, not just our status, because our status scares away men more than it does attract. Whereas for a man, it can attract. And I think for women, their power lies in their select, being selective, right? Being a chooser. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, even when I sent you that message about like, b- women can't compete with women. Yeah. Because if you compete, you're giving up your power. Yeah. So never compete with another woman for a man, because you already lost. All your boundaries are gone. Your boundaries are gone, yeah. So by walking away, you maintain your power. Men can compete for a woman because each man wins regardless because he's just stepping up his game. A woman doesn't step up her game competing with another woman. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, hey, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keep you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boost the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. 
Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. What about potential, right? Because we talk about um, dating somebody who has potential. Mm -hmm. But is that a good or a bad idea? Because sometimes we can see in somebody like, look, they're not where they want to be, but they're on their way there. Like I can see they're putting in the work to make this happen. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they don't have the financial status they want now. They're just starting this business. I can see in you what it is that you can be, right? But you're not there yet. Or maybe this person, I could see like the potential that you have to be great in a relationship, but you've never been in a real relationship before mm-hmm. and you've never, you know, experienced love the way that you should. And, you know, you could say, okay, you can't fall in love with potential, but then it's also like, are you Xing out somebody because they're not what you need them to be at this, this moment? moment. I think the only potential you can fall in love with is your own. And I feel like even even the way the way you framed it. If we're talking about a janitor who wants to be a CEO, if you if that janitor is actually on path to be a CEO, he's already acting like a CEO. Mm-hmm. He already has that mindset. So he is who he is. Mm-hmm. And you can be in love with who he is, irrespective of his status. Okay. Exactly. Because now, if you have a guy who, I don't know, who's a hustler, who's doing really well, and everything's amazing, and then tomorrow he loses his job, you already have faith that he's going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Not based off his circumstances, but based off who he is. Yep. Right? So fall in love with somebody's potential can't be with who they are. Maybe where they are is a different story. Story. Okay, that's yeah. a fact. Yeah. But now, if they're getting up six in the morning and they're working ten hours a day and they're putting in that work and they're still making you a priority and all the stuff mm-hmm. is there, you're falling in love with who they are yeah. right then and there. Mm-hmm. And Not circumstances will continue to change. The status will yep. change. Yeah, and I think from that's important because if you fall in love with somebody for potential for who they can be, in terms of actual personality and qualities as a person, then you are denying who they are. So you're not even, yeah, at the moment, you're being blind to that for who they can be. And nobody changes for anybody else. People only change when they need to change. When they're ready to change. And unfortunately, it it sucks, but when life goes the other way, that also reveals a lot of people. I think a lot of human beings are never put in a situation for us to see their worst qualities 
until shit hits the fan. <laughs> and shit may not hit the fan for some people ever or if at all. And I think that's 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 an un, an unpleasant, you know, truth of all of this. I just had a conversation with somebody about that. I was just talking about the situation. I was like, you know, and when I say I'm not ready to be in a relationship, it's because there's a lot of things that I want to work on. Whoever come, whoever I end up being with, I want to be an asset emotionally, financially, mentally. You know, I want to provide all those things and. You know what I'm saying? I'm not where I want to be financially, but I know where I'm going and I know the work I have to put in. Do you think you have work. to be where you want to be financially well, to be I wanna... in a... Because I, I understand what you're saying because yeah. you are who you are. And right. just similar to what Humble was saying, yeah. like you can see where you're going to be, but you might not be there yet. Yeah. But who you are already exactly. is that. So do you think how important is it to be financially... Right. Money can't buy Because can you be financially ready to be in a relationship? Like, should yeah. you not date if you're not financially... Should you not be in a relationship if you're not financially there? I, don't know, I felt when I was a broke artist, it was way easier. <laughs> I felt like it was way easier. I felt like I was only relying on my personality. We were getting $30 nachos for dinner, sharing that, having sex in the backseat right. of the car, and life was wow. simple and happy. And then, you know... At least you had a car. At least I had a car. Yeah. And then... <laughs> right. <laughs> at least I had a car. Yeah. And I feel like now <laughs> where, you know, where you're dating and people know who you are, there's expectations Ex- around mm-hmm. it. There's a whole bunch of stuff. And I think from that... And I'm, I still have that same mindset. Of, I don't want to feel used. So, and so I think, you know, my first year in LA dating, it was like either... You would meet girls who were like, I'm not dating a guy without a room who has a roommate. And like they all got roommates. Yeah, you have some nerve. Yeah. They, they say that. And then or like they you know, they're they're working jobs, not careers. And but they know all like they know all the expensive restaurants. And like I have wealthy friends in LA who don't even know about these restaurants. And I'm like, how do you know about that? So I felt like that was a challenge. Or then you meet a woman who's got a career who's doing really well. And then they also have expensive taste, which they're allowed to because they can afford that. So it was like, for me, that was an adjustment in itself and realizing that like, okay, this does become a financial situation and you want someone to like you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's really about, th- they're measuring finance because what they're really chasing is safety. Right, right. But I think what they really should look at is the, the person's qualities. Like, is he, is he a worker? Because mm-hmm. some people might have money from their family and if that goes away, then this is going to crash and burn. But if you see a guy who's like, not only does he have a, a gang of money, he's fixing his own sink, he's fixing his own car, he gets up every morning, he's manual labor, all of that. Then you already know mm-hmm. if all the money goes away, he's going to figure he's it out. And that's shit. the safety that's, that you actually yeah. want. Yeah. You don't want a rich guy. You want someone to keep mm-hmm. you, make you feel safe. Mm-hmm. The safety mm-hmm. is the thing that you're chasing. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I think, is really important. But I mean, obviously, and this was a conversation because I had those situations in L.A. of I had a girl say, so how much do you make? I didn't know that was Ooh. real. Wow. Yeah. What'd you say? It fluctuates. No, yeah. my... <laughs> it fluctuates. Which it does. Well, my, my ass was saying, I immediately, I'm like, are you asking me? I, I, was, I, I was pretty much like, you know, are you... My therapist said that girls aren't gold diggers. They just want to make sure you don't live in your mom's basement. You know, so is that why you're asking? And then her response was like, no, I just need a guy to make three times more than me and I make a lot. Whoa. And I was like... And this was just like mm-hmm. through happenstance waiting for an Uber while sitting at a bar. But I was like, I had that. And then I met a dude that was like, I, I need my girls unemployed and without opinions. So I was like, that, wow. these two were made for each other. Right. Like, I right. have the perfect person for <laughs> yeah. you. Right. I have the perfect person for you. I'd rather have wow. somebody that has their own situation going on as well. But I think <laughs> that, I think from that standpoint, I think there is an idea of like, what, what I've noticed, and this is just my experiences. A girl shouldn't have to help help you get out of your mom's basement, but like I think girls do like improving you. So I think for me, 
A yeah, we do like it. We do like fixer uppers sometimes. But it's not fixer uppers <laughs> in terms of like the bill. Like I noticed, like fix- we don't want a full gut rehab. But yeah, wanna- <laughs> you don't want to help me pay my bills, but you might want to help me with my skincare routine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you want to yeah. help me turn my my house into a home. Right. You know, you want to get me not with, with my bare basic furniture, yeah. being like, w- and we'd be like, what woman was you dating before us that you have right this furniture? Okay, let me help you. Oh, you just using regular lotion on your face? Right. No, that's like some moisturizer. Yeah, regimen. But it make you feel like, well, he ain't never really had nobody. I get all those influencer boxes, so I just like keep all all the creams that I get from all these different influencer boxes just in my bathroom, and I don't know what they are. And it takes a girl to come in and be like, "Ooh, this is really good. Use this. Use this. Use this." And you're like, "All right, I'm gonna try it. I'll try it." But then I can't keep it up by myself. So, what did you learn about yourself from writing this book? The big thing I learned from myself was there was always love in my life and I couldn't mm-hmm. receive it. Like I just didn't know how to receive it. I viewed, I thought vulnerability was weakness. Um, I thought I was protecting myself doing that. Um, I thought the opinions of other people mattered. I thought being liked was more important than being loved. Those were, those were kind of the, the key things that I realized. And then I also realized that, you know, love isn't glue. Love doesn't do anything to keep people together. It's mm-hmm. supposed to motivate you to work. Um, and I think I also got a really big understanding of like how, especially in this part of the world, the society that we live in, how so much messaging is sent to us by media and, and, and tradition and all of that, we don't realize we're still motivated by making money. Like mm-hmm. this, you know, two, two and a half months of salary for a diamond ring, you know, like that. They weren't telling you that for culture. They're telling you that so they can make money. Uh, the amount of hours that we work and then watching how that in itself sabotages us. So even for me, for New Year's, I realized I... My news resolution was just to carve out a permanent space in my life to be there for people that I care about. And that's not even romantic. I mean, right. just being there for my siblings, being there for my parents, being there for everybody. Because I realized they were going through things and not telling me because they thought it would be a burden for me. Right. And I realized, and that was just a house I grew up in. We had, I grew up in a suck it up house. And then how that hurt me in relationships because it's, I only went to my family in emergencies. Mm-hmm. I didn't go for them for the little things. And then, but that's the vulnerability that connects you with people. And then that translated forward. So if I was dating somebody and they were sharing something that was painful to them, I would always try to solve it, you know? And and right now we kind of have that normalized guys try to solve your problems. But the reason guys try to solve your problems is you're triggering their pain. They don't know how to deal with it. Mm. So they're just trying to shut you up. Mm. So what I realized for myself was I was trying to shut people up when they were expressing pain to me and empathy. And I literally feel like I learned empathy maybe three years ago. Empathy is feeling the pain and just sitting with them in pain mm-hmm. and being like, that sucks. I know that sucks because it makes me feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Let's just hold each other and cry over it, which isn't something that any young man is ever taught to do. No. And you have to learn it young that way. Always yep. Don't you gotta cry. fix it. It's mm-hmm. To suck it up and mm-hmm. to get over it. And and also just it, it takes a, you know, it's, it's like the Lion King, like what, what, what Nala did for Simba. It takes a woman to turn a boy to a man. Mm-hmm. And that is an inconvenient role for a, a female because oftentimes they convert them to a man and then... Then they move on to be great with the next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or potentially. I, 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 I don't know too many stories of them moving on and being great. I feel like they get stuck in a pattern themselves. <laughs> but I think there is that idea, um, especially for, for the mama mama's boys because mama's boys are just, you know, men who were given uh, unconditional love by a woman for nothing. And there is no other woman that will give you unconditional love for another. And you shouldn't have unconditional love. 
You should be earning your love mm-hmm. in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Even though love isn't earned, but you should be earning your spot in somebody's life because yeah. they should have standards. Mm-hmm. Or else they take it for granted. You get taken yeah. for granted, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so are, are you open for love now, you feel like, more than ever? I'm working on it. I've had a few false starts. I'm working at it. <laughs> It's, 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 work in progress. Saying, huh? <laughs> work in progress. I think you know the big thing I'm doing is 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 focusing on uh, my self respect over the self esteem, um, doing that, but also just communicating. So like, I'm in therapy, and the big thing my therapist tells me is speed up the time that you. And I think this is what what the guy in your life needs to learn is speed up the time that you know this isn't a fit for you. Like mm. don't mm-hmm. let it drag because, out. So and, long. and again, I'll admit it, I'm a sucker for a symmetrical face. Like if she's beautiful and she, we're not compatible, I'll stick around. A symmetrical mm-hmm. face, yeah, physically like, attracted to you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like you, you know. And then you start to see the the incompatibilities of the red flags, and you're just like, ah, uh, all she's over still the, hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but for real. And you like, still tap this a little more. Before. Yeah, but I'm completely and, done. And it like, always bites you in the I'm ass. I'm not doing nothing tonight. Come on, because sometimes you keep that cycle going, and you really close yourself off to the potential of what could be like. Mm-hmm. Finding the right person because you're so blocked from spending time mm-hmm. doing things that you know aren't going anywhere. Exactly. So I think from that standpoint, I've been learning that too. But then one really good thing, and I think you got this from your experience that my therapist made me do, is she made me relive my entire love life. Like from like elementary school crushes to, Ghost to of relationships now. Passed. All of them. She made me live <laughs> them out loud. And then she observed my my facial expressions as I told them. And then she's like, ooh, highlight that, highlight that. And then pretty much I created my list of my perfect partner based off of mm-hmm. what kind of brightened my face up. Wow. So well, let's you try this later, being, Laura. Being seen, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? We'll try this that later. That sounds like a good exercise. She's it's actually is so funny because when I speak to my therapist, is mm-hmm. while, while I'm talking and I'm saying I see... I, mm. Mm. I'm like what are you writing she's like we'll get to it at the end (laughs) and one thing she did teach me when I spoke to her about this um, before like when I talk in the process two months into it I was like oh my god he makes me feel she's like wait he does not make you feel anything he influences the feelings that you already have within you Mm. preach Okay. Yes. Shout out to my therapist. She's amazing. This is the best thing I've ever done in my life and I needed it so much and that's why I think I was able to process this so quickly and you know what i'm saying like yeah i miss it some but i don't feel that what i felt them first three days you know thinking in my head rejection or i'm not good enough it was like hold up you are more than good he doesn't know what he lost yes don't fit your lifestyle but like you said there's things that i know i have that money or nothing else can buy or me not having a kid like i know that and i feel bad for him because you lost someone that could potentially have been but I'm happy. Yeah, but that he, it doesn't sound like it go, he was it ready for went, that, yeah. It, yeah, and it could have went. He could have dragged this on, and he could have not appreciate that he was honest. I just wish a little more, you know, yeah. detailed with his standards. Maybe from the beginning. A early, yeah. yeah, a lot, yeah. a lot yeah. earlier. Yeah. And I think a good thing that you said too, to 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 the to the credit of your therapist is is a Peter Crone idea. He goes, "Don't say I love you. Say you show me where love is." You help reveal love. And mm-hmm. it's like you don't love people. They help you see. The love's always there. They just help you see what the love is. Mm. And you don't hate people. They show you where your fears are. Love is a verb. Yeah, yes. love is a verb. And, and from that capacity. <laughs> but I think I think that's super important, especially when it comes to these situations where it's like, you know, there were elements of that I brought that out to you. And, you know, again, as me, the analogy I used for my breakup was like, look, if I have to go to, you know, if I'm in New York, I have to go to Boston. And there's a private jet going to L.A. And there's a cruise ship like going to Florida. I, no matter how beautiful and pretty and wonderful and luxurious they are, I can't go on those. I have to get on the bus to Boston. 
you know and it's like that's what people are so like you could have been this beautiful private jet not taking him where he needed to go exactly and that's that's just on him and i think that's just really important where we don't internalize these things mm-hmm. for our value and it's okay that we do because we grew up in small community societies where our value actually was connected to what everybody thought of us because if they kicked us out of those tribes we would have died you know so our fears of rejection feel like death because for 10,000 years it was death and now we just have to realize we're no longer in those societies mm-hmm. no more and that doesn't matter here you know it's on with the next one over here and that's just a really hard thing because that's software built into us that we can't do nothing about mm-hmm. and the only thing we can do is become aware of it and better understand it and then when we feel it take five seconds to be like oh i feel rejection but i wasn't actually rejected i just that's their story that's where they're mm-hmm. at i wanted them to be a certain way i wanted them to want certain things but that's my expectations of them versus mm-hmm. what my standards are and my standard should be I want to be with somebody who wants to be with me. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, then they don't meet my standards, then oh, well, good luck. Standard. Yeah, good luck to them. And then uh, let me keep it moving. Shit, on that note, fuck them, girl. No, <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Look, but no, honestly, Humble, thank you so much yes. for coming thank through, you, so you know, to talk to me. me. I'm glad we're still friends, even though I'm not on the breakfast club anymore. Why, why would it be not? Why would we not? I, like, I didn't, listen, I'm, I, I'm kidding. I'm totally oh, kidding. <laughs> listen, I, 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 I don't know if you remember our last conversation. I was just thanking you for Jay Electronica. I was yeah. just saying, like, you guys. I just talked to him this morning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is, he, is he doing any more music? Yeah, he did. Okay. Actually, has a lot of stuff. I can't even talk about it because I got to let him do it okay. about to happen. But yes, he's been in working in Mexico. Because okay. yeah. you called it last time too. I was like, is he ever releasing music? You're like, he is. And I think it was maybe about five months later, he dropped the album with Jay. So I was like, yeah. Okay. He's so random. He's working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, um, we have the book right here. Laura, you want to hold yes. it up? Yes, for sure. I Make sure everybody sees it. Yeah, she mm-hmm. was so excited about this How to Be Loved. Is that how, how you say it? How do we say this? How to be loved. So you start death. with how to be loved, and by the end of the book, you'll realize how to be loved. Got All it. right. Humble the poet. Thank you so much. We appreciate Thank you. you. Guys this was a great me. conversation. I, really I know. Yes. Right? Very We're going to do it again. Yeah. Whenever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Our listeners Whenever. just went to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lip service. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.